Chapter 12 It was late when I returned to what was now my home. After I was first trapped in my hawk body, Jake had removed an outside panel that led into the attic of his house. I flew in through the opening. It was a typical attic. There were some dusty old cardboard boxes full of Jake and Tom's old baby clothes. There were open boxes of Christmas lights and decorations. There was a chest of drawers with a top that had been scarred by something or other. Jake had opened one of the drawers in the chest and packed it with an old blanket. It was nice of him. Jake has always been a decent guy. In the old days, he used to protect me from the punks at school who liked to beat me up. The old days. When I still went to school. How long ago had it been? A few weeks? A month? Not even. There was a rubber-made dish in a corner where no one was likely to see it. I was hungry. I clutched the dish with my left talon and pried the lid off with my hooked beak. Meat and potatoes and green beans. The meat was hamburger. I don't know how he arranged to get the food. His mom probably thought he was sneaking scraps to his dog, Homer. I hadn't told him yet that I couldn't eat the vegetables or the potatoes. My system couldn't deal with much except meat. I, the hawk, was a predator. In the wild, hawks live on rat and squirrel and rabbit. I ate some of the hamburger. It was cold. It was dead. It made me feel bad to be eating it, but it filled me up. But it wasn't dead meat that I wanted. I wanted live meat. I wanted living, breathing, scurrying prey. I wanted to swoop down on it and grab it with my razor talons and tear into it. That's what I wanted. What the hawk wanted. And when it came to food, it was hard to deny the hawk brain in my head. The hunger, I felt, was the hunger of the hawk. I flopped and hopped up into my drawer. But it was soft and what my hawk body wanted was not the warmth and comfort of the blanket. Hawks make nests of sticks. Hawks spend their nights on a friendly branch, feeling the breeze, hearing the nervous chittering of prey, watching the owls hunt. I hopped up out of the drawer. I couldn't stay there. I was so tired I was past being able to rest. I was restless. I flew back out into the night. Hawks are not usually nocturnal. The night belongs to other hunters but I wasn't ready to rest. I flew aimlessly for a while, but I knew in my heart where I was going. Rachel's bedroom light was still on. I fluttered down and landed on a birdhouse she had deliberately nailed out there for me to land on when I came over. I rustled my wing softly against the glass. I scratched it with one talon. Rachel? A moment later, the window slid up. She was there, wearing a bathrobe and fuzzy slippers. Hi! she said. I was worried about you. Why? I asked. But I knew the answer. We weren't very sensitive this afternoon, she said. She spoke in a whisper. We couldn't let her mother or one of her little sisters overhear her having a one-sided conversation with no one. Don't be silly, I said. You guys barely escaped being, you know. Come inside. I have my bedroom door locked. I hopped in through the window and fluttered over to her dresser. Suddenly, I realized something was behind me. I turned my head around. It was a mirror. I was looking at myself. I had a reddish tail of long, straight feathers. The rest of my back was mottled dark brown. 
I had big shoulders that looked kind of hunched, like I was a football lineman ready for the snap. My head was streamlined. My brown eyes were fierce as I stared over the deadly weapon of my beak. I turned my head forward, looking away from my reflection. I don't know what's happening to me, Rachel. What do you mean, Tobias? I wished I could have smiled. She looked so worried. I wished I could have smiled, just a little, to make her feel better. Rachel, I think I'm losing myself. What? How do you mean? She asked. She bit her lip and tried not to let me see. But of course, Hawkeyes miss nothing. Today, the hawk we freed. She was there. At the lake. I wanted to go with her. I felt like I belonged with her. You belong with us, Rachel said firmly. You are a human being, Tobias. How can you be so sure? I asked her. Because what counts is what is in your head and in your heart, she said with sudden passion. A person isn't his body. A person isn't what's on the outside. Rachel, I don't even remember what I looked like. I could see that she wanted to cry. But Rachel is a person with strength that runs all the way through her. Maybe that's why I came to see her. I needed someone to be sure. I wanted someone to let me borrow a little of their strength. She went over to the nightstand and opened the drawer. She rummaged for a minute, then came back to me. She was holding a small photograph. She turned it so I could see. It was me. The me I used to be. I didn't know you had a picture of me, I said. She nodded. It's not a great picture. In real life, you look better. In real life. I echoed. Tobias, someday the Andalites will return. If they don't, we're all lost. All the human race. If they do come back, I know they'll have some way to return you to your own body. I wish I was sure, I said. I am sure. She put every ounce of faith into those three words. She wanted me to believe. But I could see the tears that were threatening to well up in her eyes as she lied. Like I said. Hawks don't miss much.